Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening, joining us on the podcast. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Um, you know, faith, the more I study faith and the more that we dig in um, to these things in the Bible that talk about, you know, faith pleases God and you study what proper Bible faith actually means, the more simple and clear it becomes. But one of the things that's really helped me um, and I believe will help you is identifying the inner voices, identifying the basically the dialogue that happens between what God is saying and what the enemy is saying. First of all, understand that life is spiritual. There's nothing neutral. There's no voice that's neutral. It's either there to from the word of God to lead you in, in the right direction, or it's a distraction or a deception. And so God God is, has put his word there and his Holy Ghost on the inside of you to, to lead you to victory and faith. The Bible says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. So we see from the, the outset that God has actually set us up that while we're here on this earth, we're, we're built to walk. We're born again to walk in victory. We're not called to fail all the days of our lives. We're not waiting for heaven to come to finally have victory. That victory is ours here on this earth. God said to Joshua um, in Joshua chapter one, he said, I'm going to be with you always. You'll have good success as long as you meditate in the word day and night and you're careful to do everything in it. He said, no one will be able to stand against you. So it's a promise to the children of God to walk in victory. But one of the things that happens is sometimes we get disqualified or discouraged by this inner monologue, this, this, this battle that goes on, these two voices, these, this inner dialogue that's, excuse me, not monologue, dialogue, this inner dialogue that's happening between, between what God is saying and what our circumstances or what the devil is saying. Faith comes down to, I've decided to listen to what God's word says and act on God's word and not what the other voice is saying or the voice of circumstance is saying. That's really what faith com- uh, faith is. It's saying, I'm believing God's word and I'm acting on God's word. I'm not um, going to believe and listen to what the voice of my circumstances or the voice of the enemy is, the voice of, of doubt is saying. So we'll call this one hearing voices. Um, but there's always two voices. And first of all, it's what God is saying by his spirit. And then also what the devil is saying um, through the fiery arrows. I talked to someone the other day and he's like, man, I, you know, I look forward to coming to a time where, where I just think about Jesus all the time. And I just want the touch of God on my life because I want to think about Jesus all the time. And I believe you can get consumed with God. You can, the Bible says, I'll keep him at continual peace whose mind is stayed on me. But that doesn't mean you're sitting there daydreaming about Jesus. I mean, we got a natural world that we live in. You got to go to work, man. You, some, some people have jobs, their, their mind isn't really engaged. It's, it's uh, work that's kind of like free from, uh, a lot of it's free from thinking. You can just kind of get out there and do it. Um, other people, it's very mentally, if you're doing math, you know, all the time, if you're uh, counting numbers, if you're, there's, uh, if you're in the banking industry, if you're in medical field, I'm sure there's things where you have to like, you have to be paying close attention and using your mind. So that doesn't mean, man, I used to condemn myself because I'd be like, man, it's been an hour and a half and I haven't thought about the Lord yet. And the devil would try to get me down where it's like, man, we have, we have life to do. We have jobs. The Lord understands. He's not like, oh, the most holy people are the ones who sit there and, and think about daydream about Jesus all the time, right? Um, so we, 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 we move forward in our life, but the, but the thoughts that come, this, this, um, the, the two voices we have is the voice of the Holy Ghost and the voice of the Word of God and the voice of our circumstance. There's a story that um, 
really speaks on this in, in Numbers chapter 13. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Now the Lord said to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the twelve ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out twelve men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness. So listen to that. He says, Send out the men to explore the land. And then what did he say? The land I am giving to the Israelites. So the word of the Lord was like, wasn't send it out to explore to see if you can take it. It was send it out to explore it. I'm giving this land to you. And then he lists the, 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 the 12 spies that went. These are the names of the men Moses sent out to explore the land. Verse 17, Moses gave these men, the men, these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do there tines of walls? Are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. It happened to be seasoned for the harvesting of the first ripe grapes. And so they went up and they explored the land. They go all the way down. It says, when they came to the valley of Eshol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took them, took two of them to carry it on the on a pole between them. They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Eshkol, which means cluster, because the cluster of grapes the Israelite men cut there. Verse 25, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a beautiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But... But the people living there are powerful, and the towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against him. They are stronger than we are. So the Israelites spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants. There, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's that's what they thought too. And so you have people here who have two different reports. First of all, you have instructions from God, and he clearly says, It'd be like the Lord saying, hey, go take a tour of this home because I'm giving this home to you. There's just maybe going to be one or two obstacles, but I'm giving it to you. And so you go take a tour. Here the men come back and they're like, no, 10 out of the 12. No, it's impossible. Um, then the whole verse, chapter 14, then the whole community began weeping aloud and cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or here in the wilderness. Um, Let's shoot, and then goes down. Let's. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in our battles? Uh, in the in battle, verse five. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun, and Caleb, uh, t- tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, "The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us." He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a ran- rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of men. 
And then it says, and the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. And so the story goes on and Moses intercedes to the people. But God says, as, as, as surely as I tell you, uh, God starts talking about how everyone is just going to be wiped out. But then Moses intercedes and, and then God says, okay, anyone who's of the generation who refused to believe the report and refused to stand on my word is going to die in the wilderness. And then God chooses Joshua, one of the two spies. He go from spies to, and he's now has the, his own book in the Bible because of being willing to believe the report. The reality is for us, for every single person, the, 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 the fight of the fight of faith is going to be the same. It's making a decision. Yes, there are giants in the land. Yes, there's this inner dialogue and this, the voice is speaking and saying, you'll never walk in freedom. You'll never walk free of your shame. You'll always be a person who has mental issues. You'll always be someone who, you know, the doctors said you had a mental disorder. You're always going to be hindered by that. Oh, you're always going to walk in sickness. You'll never be a person who lays hands on the sick. And the dialogue is the same for every person. Why? Because it's territory that the devil knows is yours and he wants to keep from you. But that's where you decide. The Bible says Isaiah 53, 1. This is such an awesome scripture. Whose report will, uh, it says, um, Unto, uh, whose report has, have you believed and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The truth is God has power waiting to be released to you, but it's by your faith and your decision to say, I'm deciding to stand up for my inheritance. Yes, the devil may be telling me this, you know, the devil may be speaking in my ear this thing, but the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible actually says the opposite. And I'm not going to let the devil sit here and I'm not going to, for too long, I've been sitting here listening to the, to the, uh, the, the, the devil's voice, the voice of doubt that says, oh, you'll never walk in health. You'll never be healed. You're going to carry that all your days. You're going to, you know, you're going to be poor your whole life because you're going to be in the ministry. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It said that Jesus bore my sickness and carried away my, uh, my infirmities. Well, where did he take them? I don't know. And I don't care, but all I know is they're not here anymore. I'm standing my ground. When I was young, I was about three years old. My dad took his life. He uh, had a nervous breakdown and he committed suicide. And so since that time, there's been growing up, there was a time where the devil started to whisper in my ear, you know, you're going to be the same as your dad. You're going to be the same. You're going to, uh, you're going to, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Your mind's not stable and you're going to end up taking your own life. But the interesting thing was, is before that came, the Lord actually gave me a specific word. When I was eight years old and called to the ministry, the Lord said in the, in the prophecy, he said, you're going to go to the nations of the world. And he says, and you'll defeat the spirit to try to torment your family. And so God set something up knowing what the biggest stronghold the devil would try to take in, in the area of my mind and would take that and try to, and he, the Lord gave me a word to counter that. Now, the truth is you don't need a prophecy. What does the Bible says? The Bible says you have a mind of Christ. So if the doctor has told you that you're schizophrenic, the doctor has told you that you have a mental disorder, the doctor has told you you have ADD. First of all, science is beginning to show that mental disorders are not actual diagnosis. It's not a diagnosis. It's a thought pattern that's created a certain thing. So people who are depressed, there, there are spirits of depression 
There, there are spirits, but it's not actually something that's wrong with your brain. It's something that they just don't know what to do with. And so they call it, oh, it's something that you are. You are not your label. There's a lady named Caroline Leaf who talks a lot about that. She's a neurophysicist uh, and she's, um, uh, she says that it's, it's just a, it's patterns that can be changed overnight, actually, that you can start to do these things. But the devil will try to say this. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says if you're a child of God, you have the mind of Christ. So what if I took your mind? And I pulled your mind out and I put Jesus' mind inside of you. How much freedom would you have with Jesus' mind inside of you? Do you think there were very many negative thoughts in Jesus' mind, the Son of God? Well, you have the mind of Christ. How do I know that? Well, because the Bible says it. How do you know you're born again? Why? Because the Bible says it. That's where faith begins. The Bible says it. That's why I believe it. And so as the dialogue goes on, stop for a second and say, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to take this anymore. The thing that says I'm worthless, the thing that says I have no value. The Bible says that Jesus died for me, that God sent his only begotten son because he loved me so much that I'm valuable to him. What's your net worth? Yeah, what's the current worth of the, of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ? That's my value. That's my net worth, right? That's, that's, that's who I represent. I represent the kingdom of God. So what is the dialogue that's coming to you? What is the voice that's coming to you? The voice of doubt that's speaking into your ear? What's the voice of the circumstance? Faith is saying, you know what? I, I see the circumstance, but I don't care what the circumstance says. I see that there's giants in the land. I see that there's, I th- I see that there's going to be uh, what look like obstacles. But I know that the arm of the Lord is ready to be re- revealed. And I want to tell you, I believe the word of God because it's unchanging more than I believe the circumstance. Rome rose and Rome fell. And, and nations have risen and nations have fallen. And you know what? The word of God is unchanged. 2,000 years since Jesus came and the word of God is unchanged. There's still people getting healed. And you know what? I'm making a decision for myself. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to walk in health. As for me and my house, we're going to live in victory. As for me and my house, I'm not going to be poor. The Bible says I've been redeemed from that. The Bible says I'm the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Not only am I not going to be poor, I'm actually going to be rich. I'm going to be in a place. The Bible says that, that the righteous will lend. Well, what do you need? If you need, if you're going to lend, then you need to be in a place where you're able to lend. God's going to bless me to where I can be someone who actually gives small business loans to people and then big business loans to people. I'm the, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you begin to take that voice that's telling you what your future is going to look like. And you say, you know what? I don't care what your, what that voice is saying. It's not saying the word of God. Cause if I was going to look at the word of God objectively, I would say, what is a, what does a child of God look like? He's someone who, who lives free from depression, free from sickness, perfect health, perfect peace, perfect joy, winning souls, impact, uh, 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 treasure in heaven, uh, great family life, blessed, protected, not dying early, living long, being full of the life of God, taking the life of God with him. Yes, suffering persecutions, but receiving after that, receiving glory. So begin to take the word of God. That's what faith is. It says, "I, I see the circumstance. I'm not denying the circumstance, but you know what? I believe the word of God more than I believe the circumstance. You can do whatever you want. I don't care what anyone else believes. I believe God's word. I'm a believer. Say that with me. Say, I'm a believer. I believe God's word. If God's word said it, I believe it in Jesus' name. 
and begin to silence that voice. You don't silence that voice by listening to it and reasoning against it. You, out of your spirit, begin to say the word of God. And you say it and say it and say it, and it begins to settle down into your heart. Today, this week is going to be a week of victory for you, a week of promotion. I call you blessed in Jesus' name. I call you able to sleep again. You who haven't had good sleep, the Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. I call you the most restful sleep you've ever had tonight. In the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit that will try to torment you, torment your family, come against you. You're a child of God. Take your hands off of God's property in Jesus' name. I love you. You're awesome. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow. Praise the Lord.